Hi guys, welcome back to the Mindful Minute podcast. I'm Amuda and I'm Asuma, and today we'll be discussing um, sleep and the effects of COVID-19. So during the COVID-19 pandemic, researchers found that difficulty getting sleep and difficulty actually staying asleep have been widely reported across the general population. So three quarters of people in the UK have noticed a change in their sleeping patterns um, and that's what they've labelled coronasomnia. Yeah, as we've noticed, we've all kind of had a change in our sleeping pattern over the past couple of months. Um, I've noticed with myself, I've had more difficulties getting to sleep and staying asleep, especially because I'm just spent a lot of the time just at home doing pretty much nothing. And then I'm just scrolling with social media. But the term coronavirus actually came from people <clears throat> who hadn't got COVID, but were experienced changing in their sleeping patterns. So like me and you um, during this COVID lockdown, it included, this mainly was caused from because people were working from home, people weren't going out as much. And generally your day to day just blend into one. That's kind of what we've noticed over the past couple of months. And it, it, it's affecting us at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I do agree with you. So like for me, I wouldn't say I've never had sleeping problems before, mm-hmm. but I would definitely say during COVID it has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I didn't even deep it like that before. I didn't think that, you know, it was to do with COVID. But, you know, whilst we've been talking about COVID and the impacts it has had on our lives, I've noticed that this actually might be connected. Reason why. Um, and research has, you know, outlined and named it now coronasomnia. So, so we now know that it is actually a thing. So sleep yeah. is actually affected by COVID. As, as, as you, well, if you think about it, really, if you're always at home because you're in the same environment constantly, there is not really that gap. Because usually when you go to work, you know, this is work time, you stay awake during work, right? When you come home, you know, this is your relaxation time. So you kind of de, what's it called, de-wine or de-stress and kind of just relax and it's time to sleep. Now you don't have that environmental separation. Also, we've noticed that a lot of individuals who did actually get COVID now have, there is such a change in their sleeping pattern after they've recovered from COVID. There's been a lot of research that people are struggling with sleeping. Um, They've got lack of cognitive function so they've got like a foggy brain um so yeah over the past couple of months there's a lot of research that people are interested in doing now and a lot of things are coming to light so it is quite interesting to see the impacts that yeah definitely like in the previous episodes we have mentioned you know like the stresses that we experience such as mm-hmm. job loss mm-hmm. um people are losing the jobs left right and center now and yeah. they're working so hard into getting their actual jobs as well mm-hmm. um so that stress level is obviously going to take a toll on your sleeping patterns. Mm-hmm. We've also got, for example, drinking habits and our diet. So, I mean, me and Mamuda have both been trying so, so hard. hard to <laughs> eat healthy, healthy, work out. And it's just, I think we need that. We need the gyms back open. Really. Yeah, I need the gyms back open. Yeah. I just need everything to kind of open up to kind of just get through the normal pattern again. Exactly. What I've noticed as well, especially while working from home, I you get up maybe 20 minutes before you're meant to start work. That is not really time for you to wake up. So when you're at work, you feel drained. You feel less motivated to even be there because you're just, some people even stay in their bed while working from home. Exactly. There is really no change in what you're doing. 
So it, it's become so bad. And then we're eating bad on top of that just because you're at home, you're bored, so you're just eating junk. Um, you're not sleep, you're not sleeping enough because when you're eating junk, your body needs to take time to process all that junk, really. Exactly, yeah. I, be, I mean, like we have been trying to eat healthy, but then if we're not working out or we're not getting that physical, the physical activity in, Mm-hmm. you're not really that motivated mm-hmm. and you know some people do get stressed about you know their diet and how their body is and we've yeah. spoken about eating disorders as well so, yeah. that all contributes to sleep um itself mm-hmm. if, even um having for example carb filled meals mm-hmm. like you know the big meal that you have like a jack of potato so, for example yeah. you have to be wary about what what time of the day you're having, having it, it yeah. you're not really meant to eat after six or seven o'clock the reason and it's not because of dieting reasons mm-hmm. it's because if your you have body. a big meal your body is processing that big meal like it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and your stomach's not settled to then go to bed mm-hmm. um so and then also some people for example have a bit of wine have some mm-hmm. alcohol to put themselves to sleep or get yeah. you know relaxed but alcohol research has found that alcohol mm-hmm. actually does disturb your sleep as well yeah. um so there's a lot of other I guess changes in our sleeping patterns because of our changes in life really yeah the COVID exactly and especially now as well in COVID where everyone is kind of just a little bit more hypervigilant a little bit more worried and anxious about everything that's going on people are losing their jobs people are losing people so in general you're you're a little bit more worried so it's going to take you a bit long a little bit longer to fall back asleep because you're going to wake up probably three four times at night because you're just not rest rested enough you're just constantly thinking about things constantly going around in your mind Mm -hmm. like anxiety anxiety has I guess rapidly increased during COVID because Mm -hmm. of that worry of the unknown yeah you don't know what's going to happen you're worried about your family like you know sometimes you get ill just a tiny bit and you get COVID COVID, and that might stress you out as well Mm -hmm. so there's so many different factors that contribute to sleeping patterns yeah research has also found that over arousal interferes with the process of sleep um so when you're worrying about sleep it's actually disturbing your sleep and it's going to end up with you not getting much sleep and then you're gonna it's kind of like this repeated cycle when you worry about falling asleep then you worry about being tired the next morning for for work or not for performing well then you're not sleeping and then it's just that constant cycle and then you're just going to constantly get more drained more demotivated just more yeah definitely and that does lead to for example insomnia as yeah. well and we will be discussing insomnia quite a lot during this um podcast so mm-hmm. I thought I'd just give you a quick definition so um all these different factors and the difference in our sleep patterns can result in insomnia insomnia is difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep Mm -hmm. to be diagnosed um, with chronic insomnia you would have to have three months consistent disturbed sleep Um, and that was published by the harvard school of public health Mm -hmm. so it has to be um very regular for the the three months If, if for example you've been all right for a couple of weeks and then you go back to it it's not enough to then be diagnosed. No. You have to be consistently diagnosed for the three months. Yeah. But I just thought I'd outline that before we go into right. everything. So, like, when it comes to sleep, a lot of people might think, oh, it was boring. Like, when you was younger, you didn't really want to go to sleep. But sleep actually is a very important factor in our development, um, in our cognitive function, in our memory. Um, if, you're not getting, if you're not getting to sleep, y- your attention span will be decreased. So 
it is very very important for for someone to get enough sleep in in a day yeah definitely I mean what we start by doing is outlining um the different aspects of Mm -hmm. you know the effects it has on your body but first I just thought I'd explain the different stages of sleep just to get a better understanding Mm -hmm. so we do actually have four stages of sleep so the first three stages are non-REM sleep so um that basically stands for non-rapid eye movement sleep um and that takes up 75 percent of your overall sleep time um at the end of the non-REM sleep your sleep shifts to REM sleep um which is rapid eye movement sleep so your eyes move quickly and dreams occur but the rest of your body remains very relaxed your muscles are turned off and um, during REM sleep and if you become aware before the REM cycle has finished you may notice that you cannot move or speak which then leads to sleep paralysis which we'll definitely touch on um, in a short while so there's um, a lot of research that links sleep with memory and learning and mm-hmm. um, that's especially within the REM stage mm-hmm. um, which occurs around for 90 minutes um, so Mahmouda yeah, so during during your sleep, your body's resting. So your brain is busy processing information from your day-to-day and forming memories. REM, REM sleep seems to play a crucial role in the merging of procedural memories. So it kind of just consolidates all of the memories together and keeps it into your long-term memory um, while you're asleep. So your body is just kind of putting things into little boxes for you to later on tap in and kind of use it later yeah so during the non-REM stages um that's the first three stages the brain also sorts through your various memories from the previous day filtering out important memories and eliminating other information these selected memories will then become more concrete as deep non-REM sleep begins and this process will continue during REM sleep as a result, not sleeping or not getting enough sleep can lower your learning ability by 40%. That is quite a lot. Yeah. When we are sleep when we're sleep deprived or our focus and our focus and attention and vigilant drifts, making it more difficult for us to receive information. Without adequate sleep and rest, overworked neurons can no longer function or co- coordinate information properly, and we lose our ability to ex- access ve- uh, previous learned information. Yeah. So it kind of just kind of goes back to when you're tired you're not as focused you're you're not paying attention as much your body is not going to process it because later on let's say you go to school right and you're really tired while at school and you're listening to a lecture your body's not processing what that lecture is saying so when you go home you're still tired you still haven't processed that information you haven't stored it in those little pockets yeah, definitely. I mean, especially like when you're at work and you need, how, how will you perform at your highest level and learn things as you go um, if you haven't had enough sleep? Mm-hmm. To be fair, before this, I didn't know that sleep affected your learning and memory this much. much. Yeah. Like, I knew that, for example, if I am a bit tired from the night before, if I haven't slept, I'm much more slower. But the mm-hmm. fact that um, that is where your memory storing process yes, happens, happens, like, yeah. it's crazy because if not having sleep can really affect, for example, everything in your life yeah. then really, when you're going to work, if you're studying, everything. Yeah, with me yeah. especially, I think, I haven't specifically noticed the memory aspect of things mm. um, because, I don't know, I feel like lack of sleep has been a thing that I've kind of gotten used to. I think I'll get about six hours of sleep a day, yeah. which is not too bad, but it's still not 
Mm. perfect but because I suffer from anemia as well I'm naturally already I've got an iron deficiency so naturally I'm tired and I notice when I'm very fatigued I get so irritated yeah (laughs) I get literally you can breathe in my ear (laughs) I would want to kill you (laughs) like I get so annoyed so this is why it's so important to look at the um aspects of sleep and emotions what is actually happening within us Mm. that is causing this irritability or why are we so irritable when we haven't slept definitely so then we have emotion um emotional memories are also processed in the REM stage which can help you cope with difficult experiences so a lack of sleep can result in losing our ability to make sound decisions because we can no longer accurately assess the situation plan accordingly and choose the correct behavior therefore judgment becomes impaired Mm -hmm. in addition to that as well deprivation of sleep makes us more emotionally aroused and sensitive to stressful stimuli and events not only does emotion impact sleep but there's also evidence that sleep plays a key role in regulating emotions Mm -hmm. so I know for a fact that if I'm if I don't have enough sleep I feel like I would not you know, if someone said something to me, I might take it in a bad way. Yeah, because I'm not become more sensitive. Yeah, like I'm not. My judgment becomes impaired, mm-hmm. and if emotion is affected by your by your sleep, mm-hmm. that's like you know the way you act, the way you receive information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the way you say things mm-hmm. might come out a bit different as well because mm-hmm. you're just so tired. I mean, have you heard that phrase when people are just saying, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude to you, but I'm really tired. No, I can, I completely get that because mm. it kind of all makes sense. Because when you think about it, when you haven't had enough sleep, you become more heightened to stimulus. So for me, for example, that perfect example of someone whispering in my ear. If I haven't slept, that sounds like you're shouting in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> like I sound, it just sounds like you're doing too much right now because I am still trying to process my environmental stimulus when I can't even process that and I've got someone in my ear no yeah just stop it and then you might lash out or act in a way exactly yeah yeah so it does play a big big role in regulating our emotions and um keeping us in a way just in well-being and keeping us healthy definitely so let's go back to when I mentioned about if you wait if you woke up in the REM stage Mm -hmm. in the rapid eye movement stage Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely linked to sleep paralysis and I think we've all heard about sleep paralysis and to be fair whenever I bring up the topic people are, people always say to me oh my god yeah I've experienced that yeah and it's actually more common than we think right so Mamuda? yeah so sleep paralysis is the feeling of being conscious but unable to move it occurs when the person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep um during these transition you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds or a few minutes so I'm not sure, but I've personally experienced it. Um, it was a very terrifying experience because it's when you when you feel like helpless and there's not something you can do anything about, you kind of panic and you kind of feel very anxious. So I've personally experienced that. Um, some people might also feel pressure of someone choking them. As I said, I usually feel of someone like in the room with me. I've never had the feeling of someone sitting on me and no, choking me. Oh my god! So my friends, oh my god, scary. Because my friends, <laughs> my friends have actually told me that they're like lying down and they feel like someone is on top of them 
um, and holding them down, like yeah. holding their chest down. How scary is that? Yeah. And like, it comes to a point, it goes to so extreme that some people have actually mentioned to me that they've seen like a woman. Yeah, that's what I've personally seen. I've seen. That's scary. <laughs> no, I've personally seen a woman like walking. No, like, happens. But with me, it's more my breathing is impaired. So like, it's not like someone sat on my chest. I just I'm very short of breath, which kind of goes into the whole REM sleep thing because if you're not breathing correctly and then you're waking up and your body's still trying to adjust to everything that is going on your body hasn't woken up yet then you're going to panic because you think oh I should be able to control my breathing now but I can't because I'm still technically in REM sleep now once right I've like I've experienced this a couple of times where my mind is awake so I'm awake at night um and then I'm shouting like I'm trying to call my mum or like call yeah. someone because nothing just, is coming out because I can't move and I'm trying so hard, like I can feel myself trying so hard to scream and mm-hmm. nothing's coming out. Oh my God, that was so scary. So, because imagine you're screaming for help and the voice doesn't come out. Literally, oh it's very God. scary. So um, sleep paralysis may be accompanied with other sleeping disorders like neuroclepsy. I'm not sure if I said that right. Neuroclepsy, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's a very hard word. <laughs> oh, sorry, she's saying, yeah, narcolepsy. <laughs> narcolepsy. Um, yeah, which is an overpowering um, need to sleep caused by a problem with the brain's ability to regulate sleep. So, so it all kind of yeah. links back down into how important sleep is and you actually having that time to process everything because your body needs to regulate you know what, also, all your environmental stimulus. You know the four stages of sleep. It doesn't just, you know, like you have the one, two, three, and then you go into the fourth stage mm. and that's your night no like it happens again so yeah. it happens it, i think it reoccurs every 90 minutes uh-huh. so you'll be in them four stages you'll finally reach REM sleep which is the best type of sleep mm. that's when everything is it's calm yeah um but then um it starts again uh-huh. and so if that cycle is disturbed uh or your cycle is disturbed at the REM sleep stage uh-huh. that's when sleep paralysis occurs uh-huh. so it's really important to make sure that when you do get a good night's sleep you're able to sleep the whole night mm-hmm. and different factors that can impact your sleep do need to be controlled like for example like the light for mm-hmm. example I have a confession I do sleep with a light on that is crazy because I, I used to do that just no, for the I pure fact not. I can't not like, I used guys. to be scared of the dark no listen I'm still, I'm still <laughs> I still am but like, yeah I'm scared of the dark I'm not, <laughs> not even gonna I was gonna you. give a justification but I can't <laughs> um no because you know what it is it's so weird okay so I'll sleep and then I'll really try to sleep with the light off because if someone's awake in the house and like mm-hmm. if people are walking around outside like you know my family mm-hmm. then I'm fine like I'll sleep with the light off yeah I don't know what difference that makes to me but it makes a difference but that's similar to me like um ever when I used to live alone I used to be very scared of the dark so yeah, either no, the toilet light yeah. will be on or some light will be on but if there's someone in the house I am fine by sleeping mm, in the dark exactly so I think it's that safe haven thing like I it know is. I am okay because someone is here yeah. no actually there is research, research to say that in order to sleep well you need to be in an environment where you feel safe, safe yeah but, I mean I'm in my own house I don't know what my home is <laughs> <laughs> um and also yeah so I have to sleep with the light on so I try to turn it off um in at the beginning so I'll say to myself Masuma give it a go like you need to change right? like, <laughs> you're a um, so, big girl now yeah big girl 23 you cannot you know. <laughs> can't be doing so this. I turn it off as soon as I like try to go to sleep and I will fall asleep right but then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and then I'll see that the light's off and I'll panic 
mm-hmm. I actually panic and I start like imagining things and I just think I need to run to this light right now and turn it on. See, you know, with me, yeah, especially with sleep paralysis, I feel like I've had it so much that I actually have identified the triggers, not triggers so much, but yeah. I know when I'm going to have sleep paralysis for my own self. But like, I've noticed when I have serious sleep paralysis, I'm usually by myself in the house I don't feel safe so similarly I leave the light on mm. then when I'm falling asleep I feel my head like 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 heavy mm. while falling asleep and then that's when I know oh I'm going to sleep paralysis and then I'll start praying I'm like yeah I need to get up, <laughs> I need to, get up. Um, to be fair this this whole thing started for me like my problems with sleep started when um I was in my old house and we basically got rubbed so mm. it was like it, it was like 3 a.m and I was I was awake uh, for some reason. I just couldn't sleep. You know, when teenage days, you just yeah. stay awake for like your whole life. Um, <laughs> so I was just awake, lying in bed, and then I could just hear some like banging downstairs, but like like something's hitting something. But mm. I didn't deep it because you just don't think someone's in my house trying to rub my house whilst, yeah. whilst I'm lying in bed. So I didn't really think much about it. I was just thinking, what is my mom doing? Like she's probably mm-hmm. moving something around. I wake up in the morning. I get changed and everything for school. I went downstairs and the door was wide open. So I said to my mum, oh, did you go out or something? And she was like, no. And then I went to the living room and the TV was gone. Oh, wow. And since then, I've had to sleep with the light on. So I think it's more like a yeah. traumatic experience. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, yeah. there's been some research that is linking um, sleep paralysis with um, anxiety disorders. It's linking it with yeah. d- depression. People are more likely to have sleep paralysis if they've either experienced some form of trauma or some form of... Um, anxiety or they have some form of anxiety disorder research has also examined the genetic link more closely um for sleep paralysis um so they've they were looking at a variant of gene that involves in the controlling of the cardiac rhythm which is the 24-hour biological rhythm that helps us govern sleep and the wake-up cycle so it's kind of regulating our sleep um they discovered that people with certain variation of the PER2 gene were more likely to experience sleep paralysis. This study also found people with disturbed sleep, um, also found people with disturbed sleep as well as people who experienced anxiety, stress, stressful life events or traumatic life events were more likely to suffer from episode of sleep paralysis. Which is me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and me as well, to be yeah, fair. Definitely. I think that definitely um, added to my sleep paralysis experience people also say like sleeping on your back causes sleep paralysis as well i have noticed that because mm. every single time i have sleep paralysis i fell asleep on my back that's so weird <laughs> like what okay it's so crazy it is. and then you have for example certain medications yes um such as those for adhd like certain yes. medications can for example give you um, not give you sleep paralysis but give you problems with sleep, sleep. result in sleep paralysis yeah especially also um people who have schizophrenia obviously they already suffer from hallucinations and delusions mm. when they're not getting enough sleep because of their depot or the medication that they're taking it kind of exacerbated the hallucinations and the um delusions that they experience so it's very much a fine line like or sometimes it's the medication that's causing the lack of sleep, mm. but we need to be very careful that we're come back in, coming against that side effect and really making sure people are having enough sleep, especially people with mental health issues. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's also substance misuse as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you, 
I, I would even add alcohol in this as well though yeah. so drinking too much alcohol affects your sleep yeah it goes and, in yeah and also like caffeine so caffeine when you drink like a coffee for example it has an effect on your sleep 10 to 12 hours after that's mm-hmm. what research found uh, which is crazy because the amount of coffee I drink the amount of caffeine I actually yeah. have I feel like in the morning I'm not awake if I don't have a, a little bit of coffee yeah <laughs> it's actually so bad it's so bad um so also, on the other flip side of it, so we've spoken about, you know, different factors that can um, link to sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and, you know, sleep in general, but we've also got culture as well. Mm-hmm. And if I told my mum that I... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> if I told my parents that there was a lady walking... Oh, my oh God, my I God. actually have a perfect story for this. All right, go on. So when I was, like, about eight years old, this is it's quite sad because, um, yeah, when I was about eight years old, I used to have sleep paralysis quite reoccurring, right? And it was always a lady in my um, sleep. So I used to tell my dad when I was younger and say, oh, well, I had this dream and there was a lady working in my room. My dad then assumed that it was someone in our family that had died. So he then proceeded to put a Quran underneath my bed (laughs) in order to kind of, I guess, get the demon away. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, someone is haunting my daughter type of thing but obviously now researching sleep paralysis we know that's not the case Mm. but culturally culturally that's what we think like you're possessed someone is yeah if I told told my mom about my not sleep paralysis but my struggles in sleeping and all that paranoia and everything Mm. that I have she would say well that's because you don't pray so how about you start doing that (laughs) how about you start praying (laughs) (laughs) literally so it it is quite it is it is quite a thin line isn't it because yeah it's like you might think oh there's something wrong with me I might be possessed but really you might just have a disturbed sleep and you're hallucinating Literally, a little bit that's all it is <laughs> that's, that's all it is go um, see your GP about your sleep and get some advice really exactly one thing that we haven't touched on as well that I wanted to add was obviously during COVID we're home more and we're using our phones much more than mm-hmm. social media um when I go to bed so I'll go into bed at a really good time and I think I'm mature like yeah. this big girl stuff this is, you know, is, I know going to bed by 9 yeah, wow. I'm doing great um, <laughs> What time do I actually go to sleep? Because I'm just scrolling through my phone, like going through different apps. It's so crazy, right? Because when you deep it, you're not even getting messages. Like no one's even trying to chat oh to you. Oh my god! Time. I open Instagram to open Instagram again. Exactly. Like close it, open it. What's the difference in one second? <laughs> I'll go from LinkedIn to Instagram to Snapchat to WhatsApp. No one's messaging me, by the way. No but I'll one. do it again. I'll do it again. For what? What's going to happen at one second? Honestly, guys, it's crazy. But all so. that light, all that light that we're getting, it's called blue light off your yeah. phone, the light that you're getting off um, TV, they're all called blue light. So blue light um, actually um, affects the way you your melatonin is processed. So melatonin is a hormone or a gene in your body that detects when you're meant to actually sleep. So what it does is when it's dark, it sends signals out to your body to kind of relax. And then that then allows you to fall asleep. So when you're getting the blue light, it stops melatonin from basically doing its own function. Um, recent research has also linked melatonin with COVID symptoms. So people who are taking melatonin for sleep disorders actually showed less COVID symptoms. Mm. So that might be because they're sleeping more. Their body is fighting the COVID while they're asleep. Yeah, because if you don't sleep as well, your body is more vulnerable um, in terms of like catching some like diseases. Basically, mm-hmm. your immune system is not that strong. Strong, yeah. And um, so you are 
more likely to catch COVID. Yeah, because your body yeah. is overworking, really trying to process what's happening in your environment. Yeah, it's gone on they time to be fighting some disease. Yeah, they ain't got, got time for it. At this, <laughs> at this point, your body says, your body I can say, do one at a time. Yeah, your body will be like, COVID, that's calm, it's come through. <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> whilst have I a seat. And everything else. Yeah, so this is why you need to you need to give your body some chance to just regulate everything. Or Like, after a long day at work, you need to relax, just... Yeah. your body needs to process it all it needs to store it all up where it goes in your brain you can't exactly. you can't keep staying awake okay so let's now talk about how do we solve these issues <laughs> how oh, yeah. do we actually solve it so um what i have done recently let's see i've tried lots of different things mm-hmm. first of all i brought a humidifier from i'm actually i'm not going to give them promo i'm not going to give them a shout <laughs> no, out no promo. <laughs> no promo. Um, i brought a humidifier and i you put these oils in and um, what are they called what are these oils called essential oils essential oil, that's it so you have like lavender tea tree whatever and you put the oils in and then it kind of just diffuses out basically mm-hmm. and that it helps with relax yeah. relaxation and also like candles as well yeah candles oh yeah scented candles are really good scented candles are good but they're just annoying because when they they finish after two days if you leave it on yeah that's true um and they're very pricey yeah man, <laughs> i can't bother it unless you get the little tea tea ones tea, tea lights they yeah. last literally two hours <laughs> they're not yeah no. they're not um, worth it humidifier i'll definitely say does um help trying to get you in that relaxed stage yeah. ready to sleep um i would also say if you if you're taking some of these advice i would definitely say one of one of my main advice is either get some blue light glasses um if you are a optical wearer like me <laughs> i said optical if you wear glasses um blue light glasses are really good because they're not going to get all the arm harmful rays into your body right another thing i would definitely advise is turning off your phone 30 minutes before sleeping yeah i know an hour you know an hour an hour yeah. an hour before sleeping. God, <laughs> god forbid an hour about my phone <laughs> literally i would rather yeah. not but if we're going to give some good advice that is generally what i would say i would definitely say change the setting on your phone if you can't live without your phone like me i have changed my setting on my phone so automatically it goes from nine o'clock to seven a.m it's off Mm. no blue light no harmful rays so i'll Mm. definitely do that avoid watching tv completely what you can do is like turn your phone off an hour before and Mm -hmm. then just like what i've also got is a self-help book Mm -hmm. like another really nice book and Mm -hmm. i just read honestly guys they're so good i'm gonna read it today actually (laughs) thanks guys for reminding me but um i'm actually going to read it today um you just read it before bed and it's so refreshing and it's yeah. so nice like we don't even read anymore more yeah that's what you very think? True. like i feel like we just no one reads anymore that's true i was thinking about that the other day i really need to start reading i've got a whole like book to read around parents and toxicity i think i read oh my like, god i swear i've no, been wait, reading guys, this book she told me about it <laughs> i've been reading this book for a minute <laughs> It's one page a, <laughs> a month. <laughs> one page a month, guys. No, but w- when we're really talking about keeping track of your sleep, I would definitely advise people to, to keep some type of sleep diary. So like before you went to sleep, because not everybody knows what's affecting their sleep. Like you might think, why am I always awake? But you're not realising it's because you're always on your phone or it's because you had coffee before you went to sleep or it's because you watch TV. So keeping a sleep diary, you can track it back. What was I doing before I went into bed? Oh, I was doing this. Maybe that's the issue. Then you can go to your GP or someone and say, you know what? I've noticed these, this, this, and this 
could potentially be why I'm not sleeping. And they can then come up with viable solutions for you to help you sleep. Um, something that affects me quite a lot as well in terms of like my thoughts and everything is um, because of the way my job is, I do a lot of like, I lead a lot of mental health things. So mm-hmm. there'll be events that I'm leading and mm-hmm. I come up with these things. I come up with everything basically. <laughs> I, I am the one that's doing <laughs> it. And yeah. um, so I'll come up with like, in this branch, we'll do this. On this day is mental health week. So we'll have to do that. Do you get what I mean? There's yeah, so much going so through my mind and I have to have ideas all the time to mm-hmm. kind of keep it going. And mm-hmm. um, so what I found is good for me is when... I think about things randomly, so I'll have a shower and think, oh my god, oh my god, I still need to finish this. Yeah, or like, or like, this is a good event to do, like, maybe I should do it like this. Yeah, I do a lot of presentations as well, and I always think about how I'm going to do that presentation, how it's going to be set out, am mm-hmm. I going to do a quiz, things like yeah. this. So I have like a, a million and one thoughts going through my mind, um, and they pop up randomly, like, I can't control when I have when you have a thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining because great thoughts come out in the shower, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, um. But if it's before bed, you're going to like hold on to that thought mm-hmm. and you're going to think to yourself, oh, don't forget it. So remember it in the morning. And, and then your brain, is, your brain is going to try and process that thought into your long term memory so that you can remember it in the morning. And then you're going to take it away from you not processing your sleep and getting relaxed enough. So that would make you anxious at the end of the day. Yeah, so, so what, what I would suggest yeah. is having a diary by your bed. So if you do have any thoughts, just quickly write it down. Mm-hmm. And that instantly relaxes you because you've now just taken that thought and that stress factor away and stored it stored so you can it. reflect yeah. on it the next day. Um, also, if you're feeling, for example, stressed for whatever reason, write it down, reflect on it in a couple of days mm-hmm. and think, you know, was it worth being stressed about, sure. basically? Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. I, I think for me, one of one of the main things that I do as well when I really can't get to sleep like when I'm tossing and turning I've noticed that listening to rain is a, is it helps me a lot just for the pure fact I think it sets that setting and it lets my body know that it's time to relax yeah for some reason when it rains outside I feel like it's time for bed so I I think it's because it's dark again it comes back down to melatonin when it's dark your body gets cues to say it's time to bed and then you start releasing hormones so when it's raining I think my body does the same thing because I'm hearing the rain and I'm thinking oh that means it's time for bed so some people it might be listening to the beach because the beach is quite a relaxing sound it might listen to um even podcasts like you know calming, yes, you know calming, calming. yeah then once one thing also um that helps me is like basically i downloaded the app and you have to listen to like the different relaxation techniques is it calm? And the breathing techniques no promo oh okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry i was gonna say was it calm though um because calm is a really good app to fall asleep to. i think it is but the thing is guys they have really good things where you have to pay for and I'm not about to pay for it. <laughs> How, where is it? What's it called? I think I need it actually. I don't know. Anyways, um, relaxation techniques and muscle relaxation techniques um, and breathing techniques as well are really yeah. good. So like I was listening to one where I was lying down and she was like, first of all, like you turn off the muscles in your feet mm-hmm. and then your legs and yeah, it's a lot. It is good. Yeah. So what are what are particularly the benefits of sleeping? Obviously, we've all talked about all the negatives and stuff. What does sleep actually do for us on a day-to-day basis? I mean, first, you're going to be in a better mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to be in a better mood because you've had a good night's sleep. sleep. You're able to, you know... Um, Process information. And your emotions to, as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You're able to make some good judgments because that helps your mood as well if you're not taking things 
too sensitively. Um, it's it just makes you more motivated every day. You you feel you want to do more with your day as well. It helps your immune system because your body is able to, I guess, process everything as well as create new antibodies while you're resting to fight off any um, anything that can potentially come into your system yeah definitely so better mood is good in terms of you know maintaining relationships and also reflecting on yourself so what I do quite a lot is um if I'm having a bad week and I'm not sleeping well I will then doubt everything I do so I'll do a presentation and I'll read over it like even the podcast guys not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) I will listen to it like four times (laughs) I I will listen to it every single day the same podcast and try to find something wrong wrong with it um, yeah Good sleep equals better mood, equals better relationship, um, better, you know, um, view on life. And yeah. you won't be as negative on yourself and as, others as well. Mm-hmm. You've also got, um, sleep also impacts your weight, like weight gain. Like yes, the more it does. you sleep, um, it's, not, it's not to say the more you sleep, the more weight you put on, but it maintains your weight mm-hmm. because if you're not having enough sleep as well, you can actually build up weight like you can actually put it on as well so it's, it's having that balance like you you can't go on a diet and not have sleep, sleep. It yes work. yes yeah. it doesn't it's the same similar as what we said you can't like you can't expect to be all cheerful and happy after you haven't had sleep your body hasn't processed it you haven't eaten like the right food or you haven't exercised it's all kind of Sleep, exercise, and eating—all kind of it's like frame. It's a source of energy. Right? Yes, they're all sources of energy. They frame your mental health and your well-being. So if one is missing, it's going to affect everything. Everything. Yeah, like you have to remember, it's a source of energy, just like food is. Yeah. If you didn't eat food, you guys would think, "Oh, well, I need to sort this out straight away." Yeah, just take take so it. Why not sleep? Like, is this is similar as take it as photosynthesis, right? With plants, and they get sunlight, they take that in, and then they create food and energy out of it. That's the same thing we're doing with sleep. Yeah. Pretty much. Food and whatever. Yes. That's pretty much the same thing that we're doing. And then also, um, research has found a good impact with skin. So, you know, people are out here trying to get that good, good skin. So they have to wear makeup in the summer. Sorry, out then. (laughs) So out your sleep. And then we have, um, overall, I think, above all is happiness. Yeah. Um, Like Mamuda just said as well. It is like photosynthesis, it yeah. affects, you know, you take it in and that impacts a lot of different things, things coming yeah. out of you. Yeah. Um, your relationships, the way you look at life, your emotions, mm-hmm. your motivation, everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're not having enough sleep, it will take a toll, toll on, on your happiness so and your mental health as yeah, well. It definitely will. Um, so yeah, that is pretty much it from us from this week. Um, where we are going to tag a couple of charities, a couple of mental health help um lines that you can go to just for people that are struggling with their mental health or feeling particularly down and need someone to talk to yeah but thank you so much guys for listening and if you have made it to this point (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you made it to this point please just subscribe to our thing just add it to your um list on spotify apple apple podcast and we post every single week just a little light conversation about mental health yep so we'll see you guys next week all right Bye. bye